Do you realize a mother has the ability to affect the size of her child's brain by 20 to 30 percent? What? By the interactions that she does with her child. Now, I'm not talking about going out and buying expensive toys. I'm talking about using basic things from around any, basically any home for about nine to 15 minutes a day with one-on-one time with your child. Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. But you guys, today uh, we are going to be joined by Dr. Mary Duncan. She's a psychologist who wrote the book, You Really Can Make a Difference, Seven Strategies Moms Can Use to Support School Readiness with Their Young Child, Zero to Five. Um, I actually interview her and um, ask her all about how to get yourself and your child ready to go to school. So be sure to stay tuned um, and you'll be hearing from Dr. Mary Duncan But right now, we're going to do a quick ketchup. Ketchup. God, I love ketchup. Are you a ketchup person? No, I am not. What? I don't understand the non-ketchup people. It's so delicious. It's just tomatoes and sugar. (laughs) And vinegar, I guess, right? Do you? I don't. Yeah, probably. Do you like tomatoes? Uh, I do. I just don't like ketchup. I don't like the consistency. And I I can handle it in little bits. I mean, I don't like the smell. I don't like the smell of it when you wash a dish and it's mixing with water. I don't like if oh, it touches this my... This is very a specific hatred. It is. I don't like when <laughs> it... <laughs> I don't like when it touches my fingers because it's nasty. Ugh. I don't like if my kids get it all over the sides of their mouths. It makes me kind of like want to gag. Do you like like mustard or mayonnaise? Like, yeah. Do you like any oh, of yeah. those? You like those? I can those. eat those. Barbecue sauce. Honey mustard, ke- uh, mayonnaise. You've always hated ketchup. It's ranch. just like always a thing you've hated. Yes. I don't understand though that consistency is the same as that of mm, no, it's not like mustard. Ew, no. Um, I think I have a very specific core memory. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back, you guys. <laughs> When I went to visit my cousins when I was a kid, I was probably like eight or nine, and my cousin Crystal was eating a peanut butter and jelly with nacho cheese Doritos and ketchup. And I remember- Oh, well, that's not good. There was, what the F is that, right? right? Like, (laughs) And we were sitting across from each other at the table, and I remember her just putting so much ketchup on the sandwich, and it was grossing me out, and it just was- oozing out the sides and like falling onto her plate and it was all around her mouth and from that I think that was like that was my that's the trauma that's where it stems I get it (laughs) I mean that's a disgusting combination it was it was just grossing me out so bad as a kid I love like we're just talking about ketchup I love Whataburger ketchup have you ever at least tried that they're like it's very sweet they're like gourmet ketchups right yeah Mm -hmm. and they have it in like a little cup yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is the best ketchup. We're finally getting a Whataburger here in Nashville. It's a big deal. Do you guys have them in California? No, we just, we have, I mean, this is like a big debate with people is like what's better in and out or Whataburger, but I do love Whataburger. I also love their breakfast. They have really good Oh, breakfast. they have the honey butter chicken biscuit. They're so, what I, I, they, yeah, they just have really, and I also think they have like. Why breakfast. do I know so much about Whataburger? Do they have breakfast tacos, I feel too, that are really good? I yes, I think they do. Yeah. Bur- like a little burrito or something. Yeah, something. Something. 
I can't remember. I mean, I don't like, I barely can eat anything at anywhere anymore. But when I used to n- eat gluten, um, I could get down on some Whataburger hamburger and those chicken strips that come with the bread and the fries and the gravy. Ooh. Are you kidding me with that? Gosh, it was so funny before I, this is, why am I still talking about this? Before I got my <laughs> um, food allergy test that was like the stool test, you're supposed to eat uh, gluten for like a week. And yeah. my fine, and then my final, my final meal um, was I went to a Whataburger at like 2 a.m. Uh, and of course, you know, as you do, <laughs> and got a big thing. I'll never forget it. That was like my last gluten meal, like the last time I had gluten, seriously. And that was you like made a it count. years ago. Yeah. And I got that chicken strip box with all the things <laughs> and I ate it all. Oh, I miss those days. I miss gluten. I do. I miss gluten around Thanksgiving, especially, although... They do have some good alternatives now for like stuffing. They have gluten-free stuffing that oh. I think tastes like stuffing, but no one else does. <laughs> so it's like make two stuffings, which is kind of ridiculous. But um, yeah, around the holidays, sometimes I'm like, man, I really miss those dinner rolls or that stuffing or, you know, the desserts. Yeah. But uh, I'm used to it now. I had to do that one year with when I couldn't, I was breastfeeding and I couldn't do dairy. Oh, yeah. I had to make all the like, it was like two types of mashed potatoes because people who had the really good mashed potatoes and then mine with like no dairy. (laughs) That's so sad. No dairy is so hard. Yeah. Like no gluten to me now I like could do it. I can I can pass a dessert table and it doesn't really phase me that much anymore. Um, But maybe because I just kind of forgot what it tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's funny, like a... Pizza, like a gluten-free pizza to me that tastes like so good. My brother was like, let me try a piece of that. I'm like, okay. And he's like, this is disgusting. And I'm like, this is the best gluten-free pizza I've ever had. <laughs> I just like don't know anymore. I don't know what food is anymore. It's so funny and it's, sad. It's that way with dairy too. I remember having like dairy-free pizza and like mm-hmm. like all the different alternatives and finding one that I loved and pe- the, even Tiana was like that this looks disgusting I'm like this yeah this is, this that is so one good you have no cheese idea. that D- dia is it dia that one's like okay on yeah. pizza it has the essence of cheese yes it just isn't sh- it's not gooey like cheese right but yeah anyways I mean, enough of cheese. like our weird food Sorry. intolerances <laughs> and allergies <laughs> oh man um i am so looking forward to november and december are like i feel like a great end of the year time because people get together finally with covid happening like people can get together more safely than they could before which is exciting this is probably the first year that people are actually doing get-togethers and traveling and stuff. So that's at least nice. I feel like the world's kind of opening back up to the possibility of that, which is good. I still need to get my booster shot, which I'm going to do, I think, Friday. All right, we don't have to go into that. I was going to say, which one did you get? But we don't have to definitely. 
Oh, I don't care. I got the, (laughs) well, so I signed up um, for like one of those like events. Like there was a Nashville like event. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't even, I didn't even like know what I was getting. I was just like, give me something. Because this was like at the very beginning when you could get vaccinated. Probably non-vaxxers. That's totally fine. It's just, this was my choice. You can yell at me later. But I got the Johnson Johnson one, which is the one shot. But now they say uh, for a booster, you either want to get the Moderna or Pfizer because they work best with what, I don't know, the Johnson Johnson one shot. So I just have to figure out where to go and what to do. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm not looking forward to like feeling bad the next day, but I'm looking forward to not getting, well, controversial topic. But anyway. I have to do that. That is on my that is on my bucket list. Of I mean, I think do. it just comes down. To, I mean, I know there are some things maybe being put in place in certain places, like especially where I live, California. But I think it also it just comes down to like hopefully people are just staying safe. That's all I feel. You know, I do love I do love. Do you guys at Thanksgiving go around the table and say what you're thankful for? That's definitely one of my favorite parts is just. Um, although as a kid that used to make me sweat in my seat cause I don't like being put on the spot. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are you thankful for? <laughs> I know. Like, uh, you know, it's interesting. I feel like some years we've done it and some years we haven't done it. It kind of, this is like weird too, but it kind of depends on who's at Thanksgiving, kind of the things that we do. Like, um, yeah. Cause some people like don't, uh, how do I say this nicely? I don't think I do say it nicely. Uh, some people just are not as, I don't know. I don't even know how to say that. Never mind. I think this is a really great point to to show, actually. Like, as much as there's, like, warm and ooey-gooeyness around the holidays, there's also a lot of complex relationships when it comes yeah. to family. So I actually think, like, you not knowing how to, like, say it delicately, it just shows you that, like, I think this is the reality of, like, Anyone who's out there who's dreading the holidays, there is some hard parts to it. You know, sometimes the holidays isn't like cheery for everybody and it's actually very stressful and uncomfortable. And I think that's actually really good to acknowledge that those feelings are completely valid too, that it's not always roses and sunshine and turkeys and presents. It's weird as you get older and you're the one hosting the Thanksgiving, you know, like when we were kids, we just went, right? Yeah. And our, our, our parents had all the stress or our grandparents had all the stress. So now like with Thanksgiving at my house, like we have a lot of different sides of the family coming that don't, that haven't hung out in a long time. So it's just like, I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. And there's lots of different personalities and I really am just planning on having an 8 a.m. mimosa and keeping the train going for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to deal with it. It'll be fun where there's going to be a lot of kids at my house. So the kids will be like super exhausted and hopefully really sleep well that night. I'm looking forward to that as well. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, holidays can, as fun as holidays are, yeah, with different families coming into town, it can be almost like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Or even like a stranged family, you know, like people you don't talk to and how hard the holidays can be because of that. So, um, or like, did you, did you not invite everyone? Yeah. 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 Or like, who's mad at you? (laughs) (laughs) 
people who've lost people, you know, like this is the first year, like dealing with a holiday without someone who you miss dearly, you know, like stuff like that. Like holidays can be tough too. So just want to acknowledge and send love to anyone out there who's going to have a hard holiday this year, but um, hold on to the things that make you happy. Like try to find those moments. I think sometimes it's just trying to find the little moments if you can or leaning on those who you can for support. So especially during Thanksgiving, because we're supposed to be acknowledging the thankfulness and positivity that yeah. is the holiday <laughs> and you're like where where is this can where you- is it let me find it life can um, you throw me a little positivity thanks i mean uh let's let's just do it okay i'm thankful for i feel a lot like more grounded and um like i have I don't have my life together at all. Let me just say that. But I do feel more grounded in myself this year than I have been in a long time. And I'm really thankful for that. And I'm really thankful that my kids are so loving. They are so obsessed with each other. Like I put this on Instagram the other day, but they're like, all they do is like, I mean, they fight, but like not really. They hug and kiss all day long. That's like, And Bella just is like, I love you, Charlie. Like, hold my hand. Like, I mean, all day. Like, they wake up and they go hug each other and kiss each other. They go to sleep. They have to hug each other and kiss. Like, all day. It's so cute. And I'm so thankful. Like, Bella was even sitting in the back seat the other day. We were driving down the road. And she's like, Charlie, hold my hand. And she's like, I love you. And I'm just like, I did. You know, I really, I did that. Because there's lots of kids that don't even know that that's, like that I they mirror kind of like the love that you give them, you know, 100%. So I kind of patted myself on the back and I was like, OK, like she knows how to love because I taught her, I feel like I and like lots of other people, but taught her how to love. And so I was really thankful for that as well. And I'm thankful for that. I own my home. Um, we've almost been in here a year now, which is crazy. But I do feel I feel good this year. I'm feeling good. That's good. In this moment. (laughs) What are you thankful for? Yeah, I think it's just family. Um, I'm really like, like you, like I'm really proud of a lot of things that I've done this year. I've worked really hard on a lot of things, which isn't always easy, like multitasking, parenting, and working on a lot of dreams and accomplishments. Um, so I'm really like just thankful that I've been able to do that, you know, um, and the, everything that's been given to me this year, that's just been like a gift. So I know it sounds corny, but it's really just like, all you really need is family. And so I'm just thankful for like health, to be honest, health and love. Two good things to be thankful for. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good, uh, place to jump into our interview. I'm really thankful we have Mary Duncan on to teach us how to get our kids prepared for preschool, kindergarten, because honestly, I feel like I have no idea um, how to do that. Um, This interview was like two weeks ago and I learned so many things. And one of my favorite things that I learned was it's never too late to start because I was really thinking, oh my gosh, like, should I have started this when they were six months old? I'm totally screwing them over. But 
She says that as a mom, it's never too late to start. So let's come back and talk with Mary and uh, she can make you feel really good about the fact that you might have not been doing it right yet, but she will give you the tools to do it correctly or at least try. All right, let's take a short break and we'll get back with Mary. You guys, so excited. Today we have Dr. Mary Duncan. She um, wrote a book called You Really Can Make a Difference, Seven Strategies Moms Can Use to Support School Readiness with Their Young Child Zero to Five. She has a PhD in education, a master's in teaching. Welcome, Mary. So excited to have you on the podcast today. Great, Carly. So good to see you. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. So I talk about this all the time because I have a daughter who is turning four in February. She has not been to, I mean, gosh, the pandemic has made everything crazy, right? (laughs) You know, I just, I never knew, do I put her in like, like any type of schooling yet, you know, with every sickness going around. Um, So she has not been exposed to a real, um, like, not home education. She hasn't been exposed to like the real world. So I have always wondered, like, what what am I supposed to be doing to get her ready? But I've never actually known. And you are here to (laughs) help me figure that out and help all us moms figure that out. Because you I mean, we just don't know. I mean, I feel like they teach, uh, hey, you need to learn colors and shapes and like, uh, the elf. And like, okay, but like, do they need to know all those things? So where, where do we start? How do we do this? Carly, that's an excellent question. I know when I was a young mom a long time ago, I thought the same thing. I didn't know what I was doing. And you know, it's so funny. We all become moms, or not all of us, but a lot of us do. And it's like, we're supposed to just instantly know how to do all of this, but we don't. And I was thrust into it because, um, first of all, it took us six years have a child. Uh, mm. I was not able to have child, um, any children. And so once we finally were able to, I wanted to make sure that I could do everything I could with this child. So I came into motherhood with a little bit different perspective. Coupled with that, he was bar- born almost a month early. So oh, wow. with that, I was looking at possible developmental delays. And then mm. on top of that, he was born on the last cutoff date for when school starts. No way. Yes. Wow. Um, Possible learning disabilities and then being possibly the youngest child in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And my husband grew up in Texas and he said, oh, he started school at four. Our son will as well, which scared Mm -hmm. the socks off me. So I thought, okay, I've got to get this little guy ready as best I can. So at the time I'd had an early childhood degree, I had a teaching degree. So when he took his naps, I took out my textbooks. I started researching what can I do to help prepare him for school? There was nothing out there at that time. You know, it's funny, Carly, over the last 30 years, I keep looking for a book. Um, There were some things that I wanted and I never could find. And I kept hoping somebody would create it because there was such a need for it. Well, finally. (laughs) Then you did it. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Because of all the things I've ever done, being a mom has been my greatest accomplishment. And as of yesterday, you know, the book became a bestseller. And um, oh my gosh, congratulations. 
Thank you. I mean, that was a real shock, but it was just, it was, it's, it's so humbling to realize there is such an immense need um, across this world because there were six other countries that have accessed this book already. Wow. And so we have got uh, almost a crisis here. Moms that are asking for things to do. And I also teach teachers. I teach graduate school. So I'm on the other side with teachers. Teachers are having children come in and the children are not ready. Yeah, and for so, sure. Yeah. So when I was a teacher in the classroom, I kept thinking, all right, well, I'll go a year younger. I'll go a year younger. I'll go a year younger. And maybe I can get them ready. And I mm -hmm. kept going younger. Until I realized it's the mom. It is the mm -hmm. mom that holds the key. And oh, so man, that's a lot that, of pressure, Mary. Well, <laughs> I was mm -hmm. not ever given any more children. One was all I had. And so uh, churches and women's groups started having me come and talk about what I discovered. So with that, I kept sharing what I knew and I kept learning more. And then finally, I came to the point I thought, moms deserve the best. I'm going back to school. And I thought, this is crazy. I'm putting myself in debt to gather more information. But you know, Carly, when, when it is your calling, when it is your passion in life, oh, yeah. you'll go to the ends of the earth. I to totally do agree with you. Yes. Yes. Matter of fact, I took my, uh, I accepted an opportunity to go to Haiti. It would have been a couple of years ago. And I went there um, to teach a teacher's conference and also to work with children from poverty at an orphanage. And once again, my goal is to take, um, doesn't matter what socioeconomic background, it does not matter what kind of culture your child grows up in. All moms can be equipped to take the next step in strategies to help prepare their children for school and for life because the mother is the most important teacher. She really is. Do you realize a mother has the ability to um, affect the size of her child's brain by 20 to 30% by the interactions that she does with her child? Now, I'm not talking about going out and buying expensive toys. I'm talking about using basic things from around any, basically any home for about nine to 15 minutes a day with one-on-one -on -one time with your child. Now it could be broken up three minutes in the morning and three minutes at night before they go to bed during their mm -hmm. um, bedtime routine. The foundational surface that learning eventually is built on once the child gets to the schoolroom, uh, to the classroom and the teachers can build on it from there. For example, um, I remember teaching a first my first grade class about volume and we talked about um, a cup, a, um, um, a cup, and we were adding, you know, two cups, and we were talking about how much is in each of the cups. And one of the little ones did not understand the concept that the cup was full. She just understood Whoa. it as just having it to the top. She she couldn't understand Whoa. the concept of the cup being full. Okay. But if she had had the experience a couple of years ago, for example, a four-year-old little daughter, she had a cup that she used to pour sand into. She would see that that cup had was contained. It was completely full. Mm -hmm. You had then just built a foundation for that later math concept to grow on. Right. As a matter of fact, from my research, I have been able to uncover 
math actually begins around 10 months of age, eight oh, to wow. 10 months. When, child, when the child goes through what's called object permanence, and okay. you'll probably remember this when your mm -hmm. child is at their, their high chair and drops something off the side oh, and, yeah. and they suddenly look for it. Right. And that is when object permanence begins. So from there, math concepts, uh, you can build one on top of the other. And what we do is we as moms help to develop. Well, for example, there are when a child is born, there are 100 billion brain cells waiting to be connected. The brain is the only organ that is not fully formed. And so they come to us, you know, they have, they have hearts, they have livers, they have lungs, all that kind of stuff. But the brain is what needs the impact of mm -hmm. experiences. Now, the experiences that we give our children when they use taste, touch, hear, smell, and see, any of those five senses or combination of several, those then create a chemical reaction in the brain. Those then build pegs of learning. Those pegs connect synapses, neurons, and dendrites. Those are all the things that we connect in a day's time. So when we sit down and we are playing blocks or something like that with them, we are actually creating chemical reactions or chemical changes in their brain that they remember. The brain is an interesting thing. It does not remember days at a time. What it, what it does, it remembers mm -hmm. moments of time or experiences that we go through. Yeah, for sure. And so um, I, I, that was a, a very long answer to your question, but <laughs> we as moms definitely create um, and make an impact with our children. In this 15 minutes a day that can be broken up, you say like math, like math skills start around 10 months. When are we, when are, I'm trying to ready myself as a mom, when am I as a mom supposed to begin and how do I, how do I begin? And is there, you know, every month, a new tool, is there every year a new thing? How, how do we know a timeline for these 15 minutes a day? That's a that's an excellent question. You know, it's easy to say to start uh, at a certain age, but what I would encourage just to start today. Don't don't beat yourself up as a mom and say, "Oh, I wished I would have started three months yeah. ago, three years ago." And so, even by just reading to your that makes that builds their um, their vocabulary. I believe it's about six words a day. A six year old begins to absorb. Well, basically about one per hour. So our goal as moms is to help develop their literacy skills. Those would be all encompassed in pre-reading. I also break down pre-writing, pre-math, pre-science, pre-social studies. Those are the five main subject areas that I experienced as a teacher. And so what I did is I, I coupled together from a mother's perspective, from a teacher's perspective, from a child's perspective. And then I coupled that in adult learning, graduate school teachers. I, it's almost like a ball of information I have chunked together. And what the book, what the book shares is foundational 
concepts that are bite-sized. And so this first book um, talks about the brain and how we as moms impact. It talks about how long a child's attention span is. If you can hold um, a two-year-old's attention span for six minutes, that's great. If it's any longer than that, that's, that's, (laughs) beyond, but the reality is it's about three minutes times their age. So for your family, it's about 12 minutes. So realizing that their attention span is short in the book, I've got different activities you can do different supplies you can use around the house. And again, if you don't have those supplies, I didn't have a lot to work with when I, when our son was young, I recycled things, I remade things. It doesn't have to be Pinterest quality. The the idea is to have um, that one-on-one time. Now, I do have a website. It's called uh, toolsformotherhood.com. And on there, I have got some videos, free videos for moms to watch. And I walk through the five key points uh, in having those one-on-one times with our little ones. And so I help to equip the mom. Now, why do I do all that? It's my, it's been my hobby for 30 years. It's been, I've done a lot of teaching and all, all sorts of other things in life. But you know, when you come towards the, this, the, the end of your life, so to say, and it's not that I'm towards the end, but um, you realize you want to capture some things and hand it back like a baton to the next generation. And so what I'm doing is I'm, pulling together my son. I turned 60 this year. So my son wanted me to take the books off the shelf and get them out there. And so that's what I'm doing is I'm getting them out to help equip the next generation. That's amazing. I love, um, I love how the people in this world, like you find their passion and their passion, they love it so much, but it's also like because you're helping other people. It's like you are fulfilled because you are helping people, which is how to fill your own cup. We talk about that a lot on here, how as moms, sometimes it's really hard to fill your own cup, but it sounds like you do that by helping other moms figure it out, which is amazing because you're right. We don't, we don't know what we're doing. Like we don't, we're just like handed this kid. And then it's like, okay, (laughs) then they go to school and you're like, but like before then, what do, what I, do I do? do? Okay, so, so coming up next month, actually, I've got a new book that's coming out, and it's a resource book, and um, it'll have in it a thousand different tools from motherhood resource guide, a thousand school readiness activities moms can use with their young child, zero to five. And I break it down into age appropriate activities. Back to what you're saying. What can I do it this year? What can Mm -hmm. I do in this subject? Well, that's what this next book will have. And I'll have that out in December. Uh, So exciting. Yes, it is. Um, I've, I've got 10 books actually that I'll be rolling out here over the next year or so. And uh, it's what I always wanted, Carly. And um, I never had. And I wish that I had had that for my son growing up. But um, if I can, you know, go through a difficulty and harvest something good and positive from it and pass it on to somebody else, you're exactly right there's such a fulfillment in being able to do that. And 
So I'm sorry. I just keep talking and answering your question, but I keep going. Oh, no, it's amazing. Um, well, uh, well I, one question that we actually ask people, this is, I mean, it's not off topic, but it's kind of off topic. Um, I just want to know, uh, as one of our final questions today, what is your favorite thing about being a teacher, a mother? I love being a change agent. Oh, and I, I love, love that. I love helping um, to equip somebody, whether that be a young child and that aha moment takes place. It's when you connect with them and you're able to help to teach them the next level. There's, there's nothing like it in the world. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't um, pay enough to um, have that same experience. But I would say being a change agent and, and helping in a positive way to do things for others, to help equip them to work with the thing that they love the most, which is their child. Mm -hmm. And um, by equipping a mother, you are impacting not only her, but you're impacting however many children she has over her oh, life. Oh, for sure. Right. So, yes, that's, I would say that. Well, um, my final question today, I'm sorry, we're just running out of time, um, is where can we find your books? Okay. Well, right now on Amazon, um, this current book is located. You can get it as an ebook, download it instantly. Uh, right now, the price is $1.99. That's amazing. So, also, your I, reviews are amazing. You have so many fantastic you. reviews. I was reading them. I, well, you're sweet. I am um, I'm very humbled from the, the standpoint. I think of it as be, I'm not, it's not brain science. It's not something like outer space. Mm -hmm. It's motherhood. It's mm -hmm. something that's basic, but yet um, everybody has a mom. People can relate whether they're dads or grandparents. Um, so I've been so pleased from that aspect and, and just the different countries that have accessed it. It's universal. We all want to become the best moms we can be to help raise the children um, that can to strive to become the best that they can be. So, yes. yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so, so much. I'm looking forward to um, the, the rest of your books coming out as well. I've, great job. And thank I mean, thank you for doing this for us. And um we're blessed to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carly. It's it's truly been a joy getting to know both you and Sarah today. And uh, thank you for letting me talk about Tools for Motherhood. It's available on Amazon and uh, through the toolsformotherhood.com website. So Amazing. I'd love to connect with you all. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank you so much. All right, we're back. Um, that interview was done a few weeks ago uh, when um, Jade was having a little bit of an emergency, so I stepped in. Um, but I'm so glad you guys got to hear it because honestly, I really like I've been taking some of the tools that she said and and using them every day now because she said 15 minutes a day as a mom can really, really help your child prepare. And so I've really taken that to heart. But you guys, thank you so much for listening 
We really, really, really appreciate you. We are thankful for you. Why didn't we say that earlier? We are, we are so, so thankful, thankful for you. The only reason that this podcast exists is because you guys listen to it. So without you, this wouldn't even be a thing. And it's nice to know that other moms out there really kind of can share this space with us. It truly is an honor. Like when I meet somebody out in public and they say they listen to the podcast, it touches me. I'm like, I feel so honored that you spend your time listening to us and I hope that you get something out of it. And we're sending again all the love and warmth to you this holiday season. And thank you again. We truly are so thankful that you join us every week and listen to this. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Happy holidays.